Well, good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us the, in today's webinar, uh, Embrace Change in Your Business Model to Stay Relevant. I practice so much not to make a mistake with this title. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and I think I said good morning, but I know a few people are joining from other places, uh, not Europe, so maybe let us know in the chat box where you're joining us this morning from. Um, we're gonna get started. So my name is Andrea Marin. I'm the DSCube Community Manager for Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. And here with me, I have Darminder today, who's going to be uh, leading us in this webinar. Um, you will meet him in a second. He will introduce himself. Uh, just a couple of notes before we get started, and uh, actually a note from from the team. Um, going off of script a second. Uh, just to remind everyone that we are here for everyone that you know, just wants to come to us. We don't have solutions. We don't have answers to anything that's currently happening, right? But um, we do speak with a lot of people, uh, people that share their crisis plans they're putting in place or the initiatives they are starting. And so we think that, you know, maybe if, if someone out there wants to, wants to uh, come to us and ask, we might be able to put you in touch with someone or to give you some sort of uh, a guidance on what others are doing, and that might be able to help. And you might also be able to help others maybe. So, you know, please come to us. Uh, I, I might actually write in the chat box uh, my email address and uh, a few more, um, just so you can, you know, you have way to, ways to reach out to us. And going back to my script, a few notes. Um, you're all need to avoid background noise, okay, as, as usual in every webinar. Uh, but that doesn't mean we don't want to hear from you. So any questions that come to your mind during the webinar, please use the Q&A box. Um, it's important that you remember to use this box instead of the chat because uh, it's easier for us to monitor. I, I'll try to keep an eye on both, okay? But, you know, we can keep all questions in the Q&A and any other social comments, uh, anything you want to tell us, you know, use the chat box. I see already a few people telling us where they are joining us from this morning, so good. Um, anyway, we are recording this webinar, so we will upload, upload it to thisc.com. Uh, if any questions came to your mind afterwards, there is like a comment, a comment um, box below where you can put them, and we'll do our best to get them answered with Darminder's help. Um, he will be answering call, um, questions through the webinar and afterwards as well, so uh, that's very good, but if we run out of time or something or you know, we couldn't finish you will also get a, a response afterwards um, And I think I did not leave anything out. So the it's only perfect. thing I need to do is You know pass on the, the word to you and kick it off. Yes uh, Thank you. Good morning at this group uh, community um, as we see, thank you for joining for this uh, webinar. We have people from South Africa, we have people from India, so namaste, I speak your language, that's an advantage. Dutch, Peter, goedemorgen. So it's an international webinar, and I will share some ideas, ideas how you can embrace, uh, embrace a change in your business model so that you can stay relevant. Uh, let me uh, tell me something about myself. My name is Dharminder Bihari, I'm the CEO of uh, BizModel. And what I do, I help companies to uh, improve the existing business model or to develop new business model. And why? Well, evolution doesn't uh, rest, neither does your competition, your clients and the disruptor. And as we see, due to, due to the COVID-19 uh, si situation, 
uh, it has a huge impact on in our industry. And that's why we need to rethink how we can stay relevant. And my goal is seriously to make you adaptive so that you can deal with all kinds of changes in your business. So what I do, I started in 2017 when I got frustrated in a corporate, uh, corporate environment. I thought, why are they not innovating? So I started my own business. I worked with some partners in um, uh, marketing, healthcare, and finance and sales. And I have a Dutch podcast about uh, innovation. And uh, it's well listened uh, and it's doing very well in the Dutch uh, community. And the next slide, sorry for swearing, I have my own pilot radio program at New Business Radio and it's called uh, Up Friday. And what I do is I invite C-levels, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, managers to talk about their failures and what they did and how they learned. And it's really fun. And um, this is a program that helps a lot of clients, of course, listeners, to understand that failing is actually learning what many people get wrong about failing is as a punishment but that's not true it's all about learning and uh, so this is the agenda for today uh, I will tell you something about about uh, how to avoid the use of a business plan to change your business model uh, what can change in your business model how to address you the change and uh, you need to improve your online and your inbound uh, sales so uh, at least you will have some ideas what the impact will be and how you can deal with it. And I have an extra bonus, and this is something you really need to remember. Um, I have developed with the University of uh, Twente here in Holland, an assessment, a scan. And with this scan, we can measure your potential uh, to embrace change. Actually, what we measure is adaptability and how you can stay relevant for the future. So you will get later a link where you can do the light version on my website and you can do the scan. You will get a result in points and an, an, an advice. But if you submit your contact details in this scan, you will get, uh, I will draw a winner out of this scan and there will be two winners. They will get the full package. So that means they will get the full scan and they will get a half day consultancy and I will help you to assess your business model and to see if we can improve something in your business based on the assessment. So please don't miss this because it's your opportunity to get some free consultancy. So I have the first question and if everything works well, the, 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 the quick poll will come up. So in what segment or industry are you active? You can select multiple uh, answers. So please, if you can, fill in the quick poll in in zoom i would be really delighted see a few people uh already answering 27 we'll wait a bit more can you see no we'll, we'll share the results afterwards yeah if you can share the results andrea that would be really nice so that i have at least an idea what uh, the majority of the audience is uh, in yeah okay 72 percent of the audience answered already Anyone else, or we will just end this poll, I think. So 63% is general commercial printing, data transaction. So there's a mix, 25% photo, but okay. 
good. You can okay. The packaging is is uh, folding cart of thirty eight percent as well. Well, thank you for submitting. So I have at least some ideas how um, how I can tune my webinar a little bit to get your answers uh, of to give you more inside information. And can you use the ch chat box to fill in for what is your the most vulnerable of the the, the, yeah, the biggest problem right now? What what is your yeah, what creates the most headache in your company right now? You can use the Zoom chat box. So if you uh, send to all panelists so that everybody can see what the, what the generic problems are in your business. You don't have to be embarrassed. If you don't feel comfortable, don't, please don't fill in. But I would really like to see what uh, people think. Um. Just uh, for everyone, maybe I should have said that there is a way to send questions anonymously on the Q&A. So maybe, you know, someone feels more comfortable doing it that way. Okay. So maybe it could be cash flow. Maybe it could be sales. Maybe it could be the staff problem. Speed of implementation. That's a very good one. Speed in crisis is everything. And that's... Can't commence production. Digital, because digital versus offset crossover selling price. Okay. Okay. Some people submitted clients can't afford print and moving more digital marketing costs increased workflow of future products. So for the people who submitted, thank you for submitting your uh, answers, but at least I have also some uh, some ideas. So we will move with, um, with the keynote. Um, so the first topic I'm going to address is how, uh, avoid the use of a business plan to, um, to improve or change your business model. So first of all, I will explain the details, uh, what the difference is between a business model and a business plan. So in a business model, you validate and you check if there's a need or a desire for your product and services you are launching or offering to your customers. And in a business plan, you will execute your business model. That means you will set up the KPIs, the SLAs, the targets, the results or the achievable results. And many times this is actually missed by people because they use the business plan as their business model. And that's actually wrong because you didn't address the desire and um, in the Corona crisis, but I've seen, and because it's not my first webinar, uh, I've seen many, I've done already many webinars, and you can see that many people are using the old KPIs to solve the new problems. That will not work. So you need to address it correctly and to uh, embrace some change in your, in your model, so in your business model and in your business plan to, still, uh, to, still, uh, to stay relevant for the, for the clients. So what is the impact if you address it incorrect, actually? So what's the difference between selling and marketing? Uh, many people who work very uh, with business plans, the, what they actually do is exchange cash for your offering. While in, a, in marketing, in a business model, you're satisfying the needs of your customers, customers by, um, 
byproduct or a service. So that's a total different mindset because if you're in a transaction business, you're trying to sell. But if you're in a service business or in a correct business model, you will still have the attraction that people need your service or products to, to do business with you. So this is mainly the missing link. One of the missing link was some companies are still operating and why some companies are not operating. This is one of the uh, links, but we, there will be more links uh, later on. So if you are struggling right now, and that's the reality of the COVID-19 situation, um, the graphic arts industry has from the beginning of from, from history, uh, a high price focus. And is it driven by the companies or if it, is it driven by the, the clients? Well, that's a different situation, but uh, focusing on the price, your margin and your competition and process optimization is, uh, is one of the things to uh, address, but that's always in your business plan. What you need to address in your business model is actually some four major trends. So the four major trends are macroeconomic trends, industrial influence, marketing, market influence, and trends generic. So one of the market uh, economic trends could be that money will be cheaper or more expensive. So getting a loan will be different. Industry influence could be that there's a short supply of papers, of raw materials. We all have seen that uh, for some sign companies, getting materials out of China was a nightmare. So smart companies already prepared themselves in the last few months to get a different supply chain from Europe, maybe from uh, United States, to still, uh, to still keep their business ongoing. But if you still keep focusing on price, on your competition and your margin, that won't solve your core problem. And your core problem is the attractiveness that your product and service is going to solve a problem for a client. And that's something you really need to refocus and rethink in your business model. That price and margin is typical a business plan uh, challenge, not a business model challenge. So forget your business plan because the KPIs uh, need to be redesigned at this moment. So focus on the needs of the customers. So, like I said, in your business plan, you are addressing your sales, your marketing, IT, logistics, supply chain, everything else. But in your business model, you will address actually for can we make it and eh, what the service or the product you are delivering right now. Can you still make it and deliver? And the other side is actually the desire. Is there a desire of my product and service? And is it still cost effective? That's very simplified what a business model does. And if you can't address these questions, you really need to rethink at the end. But you will have a clash. And your clash is actually very simple and it's very mean to be honest. And I understand you fully, but you have to make a choice. And on the other side, you will see your business model and the other side, you will see your revenue. But you have to save two of them. And the dilemma is which one are you going to save? Is it your revenue? or is it your business model? So, because you will have this, uh, uh, you will see that both of them will impact your business. But what you really have to question yourself, what would you wish to preserve in your existing situation? Is it your revenue or is it your business model? In case you can't make a revenue, you have to save your business model. In case you can't save your business model, you have to make your revenue, but still you need to address both of them. And the clash is still, uh, yeah, it's a dilemma and I will understand. 
but revenue won't save your business at the end because if you're still not making margin, you have to diversify your revenue stream and create revenue that can create margin so that you can save your business model, your staff, and keep your company operational. And this is the alarm that goes off in many companies. So please rethink this process because uh, you need to preserve something, but you have to make some choices. And that's forced again by the COVID-19 because uh, in basically you can't solve the new challenges that existed or created by the COVID-19 with old solutions. So you need to create new solutions. And that means rethinking the process and rethinking some of your business model elements. And I will show it in a later slide. And this will become big for you. So you have to be careful what you decide and what you do to make this uh, sustainable for yourself. So the question you have, if I want to preserve my business, you have to find out in what business are you really in? So let me give you an example. If you are in railroads, for example, the core business is transportation and your competition are from bicycle, roller skates, car, trucks, rockets, ships, airplanes. If you're making brochures or books, for example, then you are in the communication business. But in communication, your competition is Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, social media, digital PDFs, email, and other uh, elements. If you are making books, you're into the business of reading, of information getting, and your competition right now is uh, audiobooks and eBooks at this moment. So you have to address yourself and what business are you really? And what are your competitors of your business at this moment who can have a major impact on your business. The second question is, if you have a clear mindset what your business is at this moment, what you can do the best is actually number, um, uh, paragraph number two is observe customer changing at, uh, needs to anticipate new opportunities before the competi uh, competitors do. D due to the COVID-19, you will see customer behavior. Uh, they don't need the product or they need uh, less of the product or services or they need total different products. The beauty of this is actually there's an opportunity and you need to address this opportunity by very quickly develop and create a new product or service where you can address the customer's needs. So for example, the sales of puzzles is in Europe or in Netherlands sky high at this moment. Some of the puzzles are out of stock. So if you have technology to do uh, on-demand puzzles for kids, for example, you can still make money out of this in your business because there are many kids at home and parents who need to have some gamifications for the kids with paper products. It's still an opportunity. So if you have decided in what business you are, look for the opportunities. So what will change in your business model? And that's the um, uh, main question. So I have a question and it's how would you as, uh, assess the state of your innovation of your organization? So if you can give me a, an answer of this and we will take some time because uh, the sentences are a li bit, little bit longer. So please read them carefully and give yourself an honest answer. Okay, let's give. Let's yeah. see what the results are. We are an innovation leaders exclusive. We are okay, seeking for untapped innovation potential. We are behind the curve. Okay. 
Well, this is nothing to be embarrassed for, for the answers, because this is the reality, not only in the printing industry, but I've already done so many webinars and other segments as well. They have still all the same problems. Uh, majority of the companies, if it's in Netherlands, India, USA, Europe, 60% don't have a, a, a significant, a, a major program of uh, innovation in, uh, embedded in the company's culture. So it's, it's a generic uh, answer, actually. So you have to realize that your business, and that's not only the printing industry, that you are going through three phases at this moment. So in the beginning, we had code red when all the COVID situation created a lockdown uh, for everyone. And the majority of the companies had a cash flow or liquidity uh, of cash problem. So some of the governments, local governments in Europe said, okay, we are going to supply some funding, financial fundings to help you for the next few months. It depends also per country, but uh, the majority of the countries who had already financial problems in the, uh, before the COVID-19 situation, they went already bankrupt. You know, you can't help those companies. So now we are actually in code orange. That means we're still in, in a lockdown or a limited economy situation. And the majority of the companies are struggling to keep their business operational, uh, the manage the turnovers, the customer, customers, the vulnerable processes and dependency. And how's my supply chain actually? Actually in Code Orange, everybody is running a marathon without the training. So, and we don't know where the finish is. And <laughs> that's, that's the challenge. But the good news is there is um, a post-corona time and that's Code Green. That means that there will be some opportunities for new businesses uh, but you also have to realize that some of your old products will be or can be obsolete. So you have to really rethink what will be my new uh, products and services offering in the post-corona time and uh, what is the desire of the clients and, uh, and, and my customers at this moment and how can I adjust my business model to meet and the needs of my clients. So there will be some new opportunities, but you have to run the marathon right now and, uh, and manage your processes. That's actually uh, most critical. So the pitfall is what I see at most companies is I'm trying to sell what I have right now. And that consumes a lot of energy. And if you don't make it to sell it, it will give you a lot of frustration at the end. So your opportunity is actually, what is the temporary uh, behavior change and how can my services or products fit in? And that's, the question you really need to answer for yourself forget the first one focus on the opportunities in change actually because there there are some changes like i said many people are stick at home they need puzzles the card business and attention business so uh, in the netherlands we have a company called uh, greets and and um, uh, hallmark they are sending massively a lot of cards and gifts uh, to their parents right now so there is there is some potential in the attention business of printing at this moment. Caring is still very big business opportunity. And I still think that print can fulfill this role of uh, making care products uh, or attention products for, for your parents, grandparents, for kids or employees who are stuck at home at this moment. So there are opportunities. So I have a question, use again the chat function uh, of Zoom to answer the question. You see here from the left corner, uh, upper left corner, the tape to uh, uh, Apple Music and Spotify. So what did not change? Can you 
fill it in in the in the chat uh, function. Me thinking <laughs> in the shower, Peter. That's an excellent answer. Yeah. On the next D Scoop event, when we are live, Peter will sing a song for you all. He's, he said it in the chat. Promised me personally. <laughs> no, that's a joke. On the customer. That's right, right? Yeah. Offering the same service on a different platform. Okay, that's the right answer what I'm looking for. So actually what happened is the music is still the same, only the platform changed and the customer behavior changed. While we were in the first tape recorders was typical a family product and suddenly Spotify is a very personalized product because you have your own playlist and everything is personalized. So the impact actually uh, for the people who watch my uh, uh, D-Scoop um, play of Port Ventura, I explained something about uh, innovation in business models. So some of you who watched or were there, they will recognize the business model canvas. So what actually remained the same is the desire. There's still a desire uh, for music. So the value proposition of music never changed uh, actually. So the desire is still there. So in the blue element, you will see the desire in the green uh, uh, square you will see can you build it because you need key partners key activities and key resources and then the gray one is the cost versus revenue is it still profitable so in the music industry the desire was still there and you can build finals but and tapes but at the end it moved to internet connections so the, the storage went from uh, physical products to digital to data warehousing actually so in the industry you can see that um, the, the, the change is actually in a customer relation is from, from lock-in, you need to buy uh, a product to open because uh, due to the stores, you, you don't need to go to a store to buy music because you can still go to your computer or to your smartphone, open Apple Music, Spotify, Deezer, Juke, and other platforms to get some music. And the face-to-face -face time has also removed because you don't have the channels is still not a store anymore, it's still online. So you have to plot out for yourself and rethink for yourself, okay, what is the desire of my products and services? Is it still there? If it is not, start working today after this keynote. Uh, what is the desire of your product or new products? Ask your questions. And the second one is, can we build it with the new desire, what is needed? And then you can see if you can fit and match to stay relevant in the business because that's a gameplay you need to play right now and uh, getting stressed and focus of your um, uh, existing business I understand it but you really need to rethink in this model to see if there's a new desire so I have some um, homework for you so uh, if you if you can make a screenshot or we will share it or you can watch the replay uh, later on uh, this group but this is your homework so very simplified. Every product which you create or make has um, a logistic and a financial risk. So the logistic financial risk is in the left bottom is, is uh, very uh, high uh, and in the upper or in the right corner, it's very low. So the commodity products in the printing industry, in the commercial printing like flyers, business cards, uh, uh, new uh, stationary papers brochures are actually commodity products and why because you can purchase it everywhere you can buy it online uh, in in um, on internet but there are many people they are offering the same ser services like buying uh, 
uh, milk or sugar or some vegetables or fruits, you can buy it in every store in your city. So it's a commodity product and it's offered by everyone. Uh, so the financial risk and the logistic risk of uh, this product is very low because if you're a customer, so let me explain. So my company is BizModel and when I need new business cards, when I order business cards and they will arrive one or two days too late, my company won't go bankrupt because the financial risk for me for the business cards is only 50 to 90 euros and the logis logistic risk is very low. So I will get this product and there's no, um, uh, no problem. So if you go to logistic products, it's like newspapers, school books, magazine books, they have a low financial risk and, and a high logistic risk. So the low financial risk means a price of a book is, let's say, between 20 to $30 or euros, but the logistic risk of books on demand, one making one book is still very high because you need to have the a database, you need to have the order, and then goes in your workflow from setting the PDF, sending to the printer, uh, print it, getting all the uh, paper ready, uh, then f uh, get, the, get the pile of paper, go to the finishing, manufacture a book, finish it to a book, and then do the shipment with the correct address. So there are many steps in the logistic pro uh, process that can go wrong. And you have, of course, strategic products and financial products. So financial products are data-driven, so data uh, transaction documents, financial uh, documents or statements where you receive a document where you need to take an action, for example, an invoice from your healthcare insurance or your insurance generic. Those documents will still, still be here in the, in the COVID time. Strategic products in the graphic arts industry are database-driven products. For example, you combine several databases to start the one-to-one -one communication with the clients. For example, uh, vouchers you can get of coupons in supermarkets with some rebates that built that is built or created based on your uh, shopping behavior. And they are highly strategic because of if these, these documents, for example, the coupons for supermarkets of discount coupons do not arrive on time, it will influence a whole logistic supply chains and all the financial risk. Because for example, if you want to have personalized Coca-Cola bottles and uh, the action is that you can get with a voucher as your name in the supermarket, but the labels were too late and the Coca-Cola factory couldn't label the bottles and deliver it on time, and the revenue is at risk. So the financial and the logistic impact is very high. So you can see in the printing industry that packaging and labels, because they are a part of the strategic products and supply chain in the industry, they're still very good operational at this moment. Even due to the piling up situation in many countries that people were buying books, magazines, and toilet papers and food and piling up at home, uh, there was more need for packaging in the, that time period when the COVID-19 started. So what is my homework? You see this um, a schedule here with the commodity, logistic, strategic, and financial uh, risk uh, products. You need to figure out what revenue type you have in a commodity, logistic, strategic, and financial uh, area. And you need to fill in. So if in the worst situation, if 100% of your revenue is commodity-based, to be honest, you will be at risk. That means that your revenue can vaporize easy to the competitor or to the internet, and it can, be, um, uh, can go faster with the COVID-19 situ situation. So please 
look at your customer database, look at the revenue streams and fill in, draw this at, uh, at your office for, okay, where's my commodity, financial, logistic, and strategic revenue. Once you've done that, if you have, for example, 60% uh, commodity revenue and you have 40% strategic revenue or logistic, the next big thing you can do or the best option is actually, okay, can I transfer 10% of my commodity revenue stream to the logistic, financial, or strategic? Can I find clients or can I find desire in the market right now in my existing or new customers who need this service and products at this moment so that you can change and still secure some of your business. So please continue with this uh, schedule. And if you have any questions, you, can, you will have my contact details later. Um, I can, um, you can contact me about this one. But still very powerful to get a visual overview how your revenue streams are created and where the risks are of your revenue streams. So how to address with your team the change? Well, uh, you have an operational challenge and here you can see what you need to embrace and to address it correctly. So you have actually three elements. Uh, first one is you need to embrace opportunities, but most of all, frustration. And uh, why? I will explain it later. Improve or design your new strategy and give people emotional security because uh, all scientific information proves that emotional security is the best security you can get to grow, to rethink and to start with other things in your life. So even in your business, emotional security of your employees is very important because they have families, they have uh, kids, they have other uh, challenges and they want to know, is my job secure, yes or no? But they are your best weapon at this moment. So embrace frustration and new opportunities. So you have to accept that when you're going to rethink your business uh, model or your business and to look for new desire in the market, the change is never linear. It's not a straight line that goes up. It goes up, down, up, down, and makes some curves. And then finally you have the result. That means you, have to, you will get frustrated at some points and accept the frustration because um, in this frustration and failing, there are the learning curves because then you will learn why a customer didn't want your product. And every time you realize why customers don't want your product, you're getting closer to a new opportunity. If you work with that mindset, you will get closer to new business opportunities and new desire in, in the market. Fail fast and learn fast. If something doesn't work uh, and you realize it's in one day, skip it, end of life, skip it, flush it, whatever. Don't continue with it and trying to make it grow because you will frustrate yourself, your employees, and at the end, you will, it will have some financial impact in your business as well. And like I said, opportunities are hidden in the learning curves, not in the desired outcomes. So don't focus on the outcome, focus on the learning and the needs of the clients at this moment. And then you, can, then you will have the right outcomes at the end. So if you're directly moving from an idea to the outcome, you can only fail. So step by step, go to the learning curves so you get some insights. Design a new strategy so you can, like I said, what can be addressed quickly. So you have your vision, you have your mission, you have your strategy and your execution. So the strategy is uh, important right now where you need to uh, address it. And what process or product or services could be end of life? That's also a very realistic scenario. Rethink that one and see if you can replace the end of life product with a new service or new product. And what is the 
a desire for product and service in the market and uh, uh, and are we really capable to deliver and build this new product and service and you have to be honest because you uh, don't think that you need to build a tesla model x or an iphone because that's way too high but keep it simple and stupid and realistic and be honest in this one in this process to build some new services step by step i can't repeat it enough but repeat uh, do it step by step because that will give you all the learning curves so that you can speed up and if you do the step by step you can do it faster than going for a long shot it's much difficult at the end the last one give people emotional safety is um you need a plan to cross the bridge that's a reality so your people at this moment and they're your best weapon uh, to be honest so imagine if i invite you to cross a gap and uh, and the bridge is actually a, a, a rope bridge that's very moving and shaky and beneath it there's a water from the for the avalanche or from the the, the the water is flushing very very fast the river is very wild and we need to cross it you are never going to trust me if i don't get, give you a right plan how we're going to cross the water and the bridge to to end up securely on the other side so you need to have a plan and to share the plan with your employees to get them all on board and make them a success and to let them rethink how the whole company and the change can be successful uh, be realistic and not extremely positive that's also a psychological thing people who are very or extremely positive they end up with more uh, psychological problems because they get depressed or very sober at the end so realistic people are more likely to be uh, seen as real than extremely positive people so be honest if you share some information so the good and the bad news with your employees and even with your clients um, and replace blame with curiosity that's also very powerful you can't do it right wrong if you say okay every everything that do doesn't go uh, as planned what did we learn and write down on a dashboard paper dashboard in your company or digital dashboard that's shared with all your empl employees okay what is what our learning curve in uh, changing our business to stay relevant and ask feedback on delivery with your employees so you can if you apply these simple basic rules with your uh, employees and invite them to rethink together the new strategy the new way of how we can develop new products and services i bet you that those people will start rethinking and see opportunities so they're not stupid by default only that they haven't been enabled to rethink and this this time this COVID 19 is your opportunity to take your employees on board to rethink some processes so once that's done how can you improve your online inbound sales force i saw this as a customer uh, as one of the questions in the chat and okay how can i um, um offer my service and also uh, offer my sales at this moment well a call to actions uh, to your customers uh, this one is a very simple but uh, powerful uh, make a list of your top 50 or top 100 customers i don't know how many you have and uh, call them and be very transparent in what you are going to tell okay tell them the situation where you're in and ask them and make a, this phone call also a care phone call that you ask how he is doing or she is doing and ask what the his or her business is at this moment but be transparent and um tell them 
if you can expect something or not from his or her business. So if you have some expectations and the customer says, okay, we will start up the business next week and we will start ordering some new products, then at least you have uh, some pipeline in your revenue stream that can be predicted because prediction of your revenue is one of the biggest challenges right now, but you can only get the prediction if you start communicating with your clients. So um, you can also ask, uh, how can we help each other? That's a very simple, but a powerful question. So don't try to sell, start with asking. Asking is very important in this situation uh, to your customers, how uh, things can get better and how you can help each other. And at the end, keep communicating with your customers that you are still uh, in business, that you're still delivering services and products so that the customer knows, okay, they are very proactive. This one is the first uh, customer or first provider that I'm going to contract, contract and contact again with a new business. And uh, to keep it very simple, no contact means no contract at the end. So get in action and um, start calling today as well. In your process, you need to uh, communicate what process is still working, functioning, and what's not functioning. So you can do it to your employees and to your customers as well. Uh, you have to redesign your travel schedules because um, uh, everything is now done online. You are working remotely. You have to create some rules for, all your for yourself and your employees. Okay, how are we going to address remotely our sales and marketing uh, activity? Most important one is secure your supply chain. I've seen some of the printers struggling to getting some uh, the right uh, materials like papers and signed materials so they wouldn't able to deliver uh, to the customers while there was still a demand in the business. So manage your supply chains very well and uh, start communicating with your supplier at this moment what he or she can deliver and what not. If you're contacted with your customers, you can have a turnover forecast and that's very powerful because the turnover forecast is always very uh, powerful and positive to your employee, employees so that you can have at least some positive news. And if you are in the solutions mindset and you are in a discovery mindset, you can realize that you are also a solution of something better, uh, bigger in your, in your business, in your community, in your city. So start communicating also with the local government, uh, with the business clubs, with customers as well, that you have more opportunities than only the, the services and products you offer now today. So you have to a little bit creative. Uh, this one is a very important one. So what happened due to the COVID-19 is that many face-to-face uh, -face, uh, appointments were uh, postponed in the beginning and later on canceled and they all moved to video like we are doing with Zoom. So many printers have realized of companies have realized that they didn't want to have actually um, uh, home working offices, but now they are forced to work from home. And suddenly they realize, hang on, if the sales is still uh, able to have contact with um, the, the clients uh, with uh, online tooling, it's still a very efficient tooling. It's, um, and it's very powerful and you will save a lot of time. So what will happen is that there could be a situation that face-to-face uh, -face, uh, sales could change in the future. That means that your inbound sales and your staff need to be prepared for more face-to-face -face or video calling and uh, sales through uh, video. And you will need new profiles, new skills, and new assets to help them 
to manage the inline sales of the uh, um, inbound sales actually. Uh, one of the side effects could be in case your uh, uh, outbound sales moves more to uh, inbound sales, you need to address also some customer successes and you maybe you need to appoint someone who's responsible as a customer success manager because uh, you need now to deliver suddenly online experience uh, also with your sales and your market. And um, uh, that means that your organization will to implement more digital sales and sophisticated marketing tools to, uh, to, to continue with your sales activities uh, online. I don't know if it will stay the same. I think that people will still uh, uh, would be happy if the lockdown is over and that you can shake hands and embrace each other and uh, say hello face to face. But uh, maybe from a business point of view, um, video calling could be the next big thing in sales process. So you better start investigation uh, the investigation at your clients, if how they think about this, if they feel comfortable with the video call or do they want to have a face-to-face -face call uh, when the COVID-19 situation is, uh, is ended. So it can change. Like I said, we are moving to the end of, the, of this keynote. I have this bonus. So like I said, I will send you the link or you will receive the link of the DScoop um, um, staff. Uh, where you can find the assessment you can fill this assessment in and by the end you will get this uh, score uh, result in this assessment so that you will see what your uh, score is in innovations and change actually if you fill in your email address and your contact details so that means i have your details i can draw two winners who will get the full uh, um, the full assessment and I will help you with this full assessment to discuss the outcomes and to give you some support in your business, what we can rethink to get your business uh, uh, to the next step to stay future-proof and stay relevant in the business. So please don't forget this one because it can help you at the end. Here's the story actually again. So you will get an evaluation after the webinar, after the webinar is finished. So I hope that you will evaluate this webinar positive. And if you have any questions, you can contact me through my website or the chat function. So now we will move to the Q&A. So uh, Andrea, if people have questions, you can curate them for me and I will uh, answer them. One question. Okay, how do you think photo market future post-corona? Well, the photo market is going to stay that no doubt about it it's not going away the good news is people who are now uh, at home especially with kids i think at the end of the post corona period their memories will be full of photos with their kids and all the moments they had during the corona uh, period so personally i think that's a very emotional moment for many people and this is where you have to tap in that you memorize uh, the home situation because many you can't make now pictures of uh, being on holiday or being at the beach or in a club or uh, somewhere else so all the photos will be home photos by default so if you can if you are able to untap this opportunity you will have business during the corona uh, period and post corona i hope this uh, will answer your question I was just going to say that I spent so much time going through my, my old photos and, uh, you know, organizing everything and uh, making clear what I want to print, etc. So I think that's also happening for many people right now, I'm sure. Yeah. We, we've seen in the Netherlands um, that uh, many photo book printers had an increase of... Uh, 
uh, demands of photo books. So people in the first weeks of the lockdown, people were um, uh, uh, making photo books and photo products at the end. So uh, uh, yeah, it was really funny to see, but I don't know how the curve is right now, if it has already flattened them back to the realistic mode. Because many photo books have um, periods because uh, at least in Europe, so when they had the, the, the Christmas, the spring break and then the summer holidays, you know, when they went on holiday. And after those holidays, you had the peak of photo book printing. So in your marketing communication, you, you won't have this peak anymore because many people won't go to on holidays. Um, so you have to find another message to address this photo book market. I don't have more questions, so uh, maybe we wrap, wrap it up and uh, yes. they have the, the opportunity to get in touch with you and with us afterwards. So um, I think we can let everyone go. So as uh, you sign off, you will receive a three question survey. Okay, this will let us know what we are doing well, and what we're not doing so well, and also any other topics you would like to hear about. So it's really important for us that you actually answer the survey, if you don't mind. Uh, as I said before, there are many ways in which you can uh, reach out to us, connect, uh, let us know your needs, you know, we can do something for you. So please, please feel free, you know, to, to come to us. And Darren there already shared his contact details. So, um, you know, you can, you have many ways to, to connect. And that's it. We're continuing adding uh, education sessions every week. So please keep an eye on the events page on the, on the website. And I think that's everything from my side. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a very interesting session. Thank you for joining. And I hope to see you uh, maybe once face to face, otherwise online. And please, if you have any questions, feel free to contact and to connect on LinkedIn.